the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. This is the antidote where Christian music doesn't suck. Thanks for joining in. You know, it's crazy how often you hear that punk is dead. But I don't think there's any chance of that happening. There are punk bands who've been actively putting out new music for decades. Then there are the new bands. 
We get to meet one of those new bands tonight as we speak with Dispraised, who have just released their debut album. Our opening song, Reaper's Kiss, comes from that album. When a release is titled Moral Rot, you know there must be some strong opinions and a story to go along with that. Let's get into that right now with Dispraised, along with Control from their mini-EP. Tom Mong and Donovan Denecker of Dispraised are here for a chat. Guys, thanks for joining The Antidote. <laughs> yeah, glad to be here. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. So, Dispraised is a new project, and both of you guys are both music veterans. But you have to explain to me, like, how does a rapper and a punk guitarist get together? Well, it starts in 2012, 2013, I think. I can't remember. Was it 14? But I was involved with a radio station called Grok Radio. And I had a show there called the JCHC Slam and Dance Show, which highlighted Christian bands um, in the scene across a multitude of genres. And we actually released a multi-genre compilation of them, a really big one. I mean, over 100 bands at the time that were on this compilation. And one of the guys who contributed music to it was Tom. Uh, under his pseudonym R.E.F. Though I don't think we really talked much back then, it was only a number of years later when um, he approached me to do some guitar work for his song Politics for R.E.F. And that's sort of where our friendship began and we sort of feeling each other out in terms of um, he would love to do a punk band. And like I said to him, I'm game. Sort of went on and off, on and off, but our friendship grew. And, and, and I mean, like Tom is like a brother to me. And for me, that's more important. So, yeah, so that's sort of like part of, I suppose, as far as I can remember, of how we, we kind of got together. And it's, um, it's quite funny, a rapper and a punk guy. But um, we know all Tom's roots are also in, in, in punk. So it's, it's, it's a nice dynamic, and um, it really works well for us. Well, I've been uh, into the punk rock scene for, for a long time, ever since I was probably 12, 13 years old. And so my home really has always been in punk rock and hardcore music. I've played in several bands, toured um, with some secular punk bands, uh, with a Christian hardcore band from here in Idaho. Did a lot of live music and, and whatnot in, in different bands. Eventually, it got to a point where there was just nobody left to play music with. Either everybody left or we didn't share the same beliefs or thoughts on things anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of ventured off into figuring out a way to, to do music on my own. And um, I'd always been a big fan of hip hop. And so I gave it a shot and got lost in it for about 10 years. <laughs> and did a lot of really cool stuff um made a a decent you know name for myself or whatever did a lot of different ministry outreaches and really just kind of left my footprint there and um decided that uh i was ready to move on and and get back into uh the world of punk rock knowing uh donovan we were able to put a couple songs together and it's all pretty much been uh all uphill from there so that's how we got started uh, with Dispraise. That's kind of how I 
went from punk rock to hip hop back to punk rock again. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say, we give it away. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say and we don't disobey. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say, we give it away. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say and we don't disobey. The church closed its doors, now welcome no more. Our songs and our praise have been taken away. The brainwashing schemes have settled in deep. If you're guided by faith, they don't care what you say. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say, we give it away. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say and we don't disobey. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say, we give it away. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say and we don't disobey. Keep your mouth shut while they take all your rights. Give them to Caesar, don't put up a fight. You're nothing to them, just a fairy tale true full of weak, silent chunks, a powerless group. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say, we give it away. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say and we don't disobey. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say, we give it away. They want control, they want control, so we do what they say and we don't disobey. Just speak when you're asked to and never before. A God is a welcome in this state no more. Our prayer in the fans, the deep state. To leave, but we're silenced by fear, we bow down in defeat. Sheep of the wrong shepherd, our God is the state. Well, let's bring in one of the dispraised songs. I want to talk about slowly dying. Part of the lyrics say, We are born free to create our path. There are structures made to hold us back. They own your worth, none of your own. From that first breath under their thumb. What a negative thought. Do you really feel that society is that controlling? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it on paper if I didn't. You know, I think that we uh, have really gotten away. And I mean, we're, we're talking three different countries and three different uh, social landscapes, I guess, between myself here in the States, you in Canada, and, and Donovan in South Africa. And... I know that he and I have had plenty of conversations uh, politically about things that are going on there as well as things that are going on here. I don't know, it may be kind of a, a self-righteous thought or, or I don't know if that's what I would want to call it, but to say that America, we seem to set things in motion. We're, we're kind of trendsetters for the rest of the world, it feels like a lot of times. And just within, I would even say the last five to eight years, the moral landscape of everything here in the States has just gone completely south. And so I, I do feel that God gives us free will. We're born with free will. We're born with uh, a set of decisions that we can make. But those decisions are always kind of uh, held down by the social landscape of what we're allowed to think, what we're allowed to do, how we're allowed to feel all those different things. So that's kind of where I was going with, with those lyrics.
the name of the release is Moral Rot. And you've put that release onto everybody's map. But something I need to know, you know, with you guys giving such strong opinions on the release, is the attention pro or is it con? Um, the attention for the album? How are people taking it? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Um, actually, it's been accepted uh, really well, kind of beyond what Donovan and I ever expected it would be. Granted, a lot of the reviews that we've gotten back are from, from other musicians and in, in other punk bands and whatnot. Um, so we're all kind of all on the same page, more or less. But yeah, I mean, we've been really uh, honored and, and blessed to get some feedback from guys like Robert from Head Noise. Uh, Jay Hawk from Infirmities uh, reached out and sent us a review the other day. I've been talking to some of the guys in Officer Negative. Um, I know Donovan's been talking to people all over the place, so... Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been really a, a, a negative thing that's come back from it so far. So, And I'm sure that there's going to be opinions and thoughts. I mean, I have opinions and thoughts. And, you know, obviously they're controversial and they make their way onto, onto record for people to hear so that they can give us their opinions and thoughts. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think that, you know, having an opinion and a thought is a bad thing. I think, I think if anything, the the problem with our society at this point is that people don't have enough of their own opinions and their own thoughts, and we're all just kind of sheep going along with whatever is being fed to us. Ooh, we've been hearing a lot about sheep lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to pull in another song from Moral Rot. The song Faith Vultures leads off the release, and it talks about, and I quote, prosperity preaching pimps. That's quite a label. What brought that about? <laughs> so that probably comes a lot from from the history in hip hop. Um, that was the first song that we recorded for Moral Rot, and um, the songs that we had recorded before that are on a. Uh, well, actually, it's a seven inch record that we're putting out right now um, called "Same God, Modern World," and they were a little different style. Um, we were really just kind of getting our feet underneath us and deciding how we were wanting to sound and what we were wanting to do. But um, Faith Vultures was the first song off of Moral Rot that we recorded. And I was still really kind of experimenting with how I was going to do different vocal work and different things. Um, And so I kind of wrote a lot of that song. And a lot of the songs that I am writing are very influenced by by hip-hop lyrics, the writing style. And so prosperity preaching pimps that's a phrase that i'd heard in uh, christian hip-hop really it kind of comes down to pastors and preachers that are pushing their wallet ahead of the message in the ministry and that's what that song's about is just um kind of a wake-up call to us as believers that that we're not owned by the church and we're not owned by the pastor our pocketbooks don't belong to the church and the pastor. Yes, God gave us the ability to make the money in that pocketbook and do what we have to do um, to get to where we're at, but it doesn't just automatically belong to the pastor. You see all the time with the internet, every slip up and every mistake that anybody could ever make as soon as it's made is put on the internet. So that's kind of a, a blessing and a curse, I guess. But for a lot of these pastors that are kind of being exposed for being more about their money than they are about their flock. That's something that needs to be addressed. And the bondage that comes with that as believers, 
that are following those pastors and that are in those churches and and taking a part of those things, that's really heavy. And that's not something that Jesus died for us to take on. I believe that we were freed from the bondage that religion created. That, in a nutshell, is what Faith Vultures was all about. I do understand that. But how about if we take this on a side trail, and I'll pull up this counterpoint. Couldn't a Christian artist who's selling his music to a Christian audience be considered to be commercializing Christianity? Sure. I mean, yeah, for sure they could. Uh, I think the difference there, though, is that it's not an issue of commercializing Christianity as much as it's an issue when it comes to the church of, I mean, commercializing your church. It's your job to lead that body of believers, not to take from them. There's a very fine line between the ministry getting what it needs from its congregation and, um, you know, the Learjets and the, the golden toilet seats. It's not, a, <laughs> not something that, that needs to be happening, you know. Listen to 
what these teachers are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They lie in Jesus' name. God has not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and delusions of their own minds. Be not deceived. Faith don't just feed on no way. Be not deceived. They celebrate as you grieve. I've never met anyone who fits that faith vulture name. Of course, then again, I don't watch any televangelists. I wanted to hear more about Donovan's and Tom's early music. That's up next. I'm probably going to put you on the spot with this, but could you make a comparison between your old project and Dispraised? Like, is Dispraised going to make a bigger impact? Well, um... As comparisons go to my older projects, well, there's two elements that I would say that feature in every band I've been involved in previously, and that is my guitar tone is uniquely mine, and then also the rawness. I always feel that there's a sort of an extra level of energy that comes with some, a, a raw sound rather than just something that's been overproduced or overmixed. Yeah, so that's something that I really like and that's been in every single project that I've been involved in, whether it was the old timers, um, the B listers, broken. So that's that's what definitely I'll say is a comparison between my older projects and this new one. And definitely if I had to link it to my long term band, my previous long term band, the old timers. So when you're listening to the press, there are other elements. As to whether it will have a bigger impact, the lyrical content has always been on your sleeve. So whether it was the old-timers, B-listers, or broken, our faith was very evident. And same with the praise. Our, our belief system is very evident, and it's blatant. It's right in your face. And it's the same with this project. Um, the beauty part, again, working with Tom, is that we both are on the same page with our faith. So it works so well. This is why this project works so well for us. We don't hold back the punches. I don't hold back musically. He doesn't hold back lyrically. I think that's a, a great dynamic of, of this praise. Now, moving on to the bigger impact... We have been blown away, getting quite a lot of praise. It will have a bigger impact. Definitely from a lyrical point of view, I mean, this is not for sissies. So whether we'll make the impact or not, maybe further down the line, will be sort of like a, a better opportunity for us to say. So yeah, so I'm very happy. Um, I don't know, you know, honestly, my mental state is different altogether with Dispraised as it, as it was with the hip-hop. Uh, world. When I first started putting together some some music for Ref Music to Await, which was the the name of the hip hop project, my 100% goal was ministry minded. I wanted to put out music that was free. I wanted to do free events. 
I wanted to do everything for free. And like I say, I did that for about 10 years. And I would say probably eight years into it, I kind of snapped out of it and realized that if I'm going to do anything um, on a level that is going to make any sort of real impact on people, it's going to have to be produced well, which is going to cost money. Um, I'm going to have to push it through merchandising, push it through decent shows, push it through all these different avenues that are going to cost money. And so I started to focus a little more on music as a business instead of as a ministry, um, which I see nothing wrong with kind of going back to what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. But I really pushed that approach and it did help. And, and I made some noise and, and did some cool things and God opened a lot of cool doors. But, um, with Dispraised, I really just want to enjoy making music. And I think that's what it comes down to for both me and Donovan. We're both having a blast just making music together as friends. Realistically, we're never going to play a show together. I mean, there's a good chance that we'll never even meet each other face to face. But the music that we're putting out together is really from the bottom of each of our hearts. And um, I'm pouring out my feelings, thoughts, and emotions through my lyrics. And he's doing the same through the music. And um, we're just really having a great time. And I think that's, that's what this whole project is all about for both of us. Let's hear some of that early music. Here comes Revolutionary State of Mind from REF, War Cancer from the B-Listers, and The City from the Old Timers. Revolutionary say the mind. I'm seeking some change. Why you write your little Hennessy rhymes? We got folks in the streets coked out here dying. Without a savior, y'all's haters, cause they gon' be frying. It goes deeper than the industry. The system is whack. And healthcare's a joke, whether you're white or you're black. It's a class war depends on the money you stack. You can question all you want, but this is lyrical fact. And Uncle Sam does no favors. God is chasing the dream. In the burbs, they call it income. The streets is cream. Root of all types of evil ain't as great as it seems. I seen families fall apart. Crumbling at the seams Cause greed had them blinded to the things that they need Walking straight into the path of becoming a fiend Another paper chasing animal as dead as can be You can have the rain of money straight falling from trees But your swagger don't exist without Christ on the team I'll never forget how it clanged on my ears When I heard President Obama say America is not a Christian nation I got the rever revolutionary Got the revolutionary Got the revolutionary state of mind I got that got the revolutionary Got the revolutionary Got that revolutionary state of mind. I got that, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary state of mind. I got that, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary state of mind. The problem is these new age teachings are really sucking in millions of people into these false philosophies, these false theologies. And they're literally leading people to hell. They said we got the right to assemble, that's a literal lie. Cause when it grew praise in public, man, the liberals cry. Republican and Democrat, they're all a suit and tie. So why fly with who reps the passion of Christ? They said seek justice, but no, it's just us. We living in a time where the system's unjust. Telling us we oppressive when we bow to pray. I've shut my mouth for long enough, man, I'm about to break. Cause from New York all the way out to the bay. Christianity is hate, that's what their system conveys. They can take away my life, but my soul to shine bright until the day I'm 
need my makeup, man, I'm ready to fight Till I'm martyred for his kingdom, I'm delighting his light Activists be acting like they're doing what's right But equality ain't accomplished by taking away rights We stand strong as believers, through Christ we unite Officials at Georgetown University covered a monogram symbolizing the name of Jesus because it was inscribed on the stage where the president spoke Tuesday. The White House asked for all symbols to be covered at the lecture hall. The monogram, IHS, which comes from the Greek for Jesus, was covered with a triangle of black painted plywood. I got the rebel revolutionary, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary state of mind. I got the, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary state of mind. I got the, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary state of mind. I got the, got the revolutionary, got the revolutionary. We got that revolutionary state of mind uh. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant It's just that they know so much that isn't so Donovan Denecker of the Old Timers, and you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins.
the old timers have been a long time favorite of mine. That was this city. Like it or not, everyone knows what happened during the U.S. election. That's at the root of division lines. We'll hear about that from Tom. Well, I guess one of those feelings that you also share on the album is about the states that had that brutally contentious election. Because I think that shows up in the song Division Lines when it says, Party sides, division lines. Pull us apart, destroy our lives. Is that an exaggeration? No, that's not an exaggeration at all. That was written kind of right in the middle of all that. I mean, none of that's really ever changed. That's what our system has been about as long as I can remember. Um, for instance, my dad was a the hardcore Democrat for all of his life. And then Obama, during the election for, for his run, he just made a conscious decision that he was no longer interested in being a Democrat. I don't know how it is everywhere else, but the way that people's political parties are viewed in the states um, in certain times of history is almost cult-like. At that point, it was it was like that for him. And now with the Trump administration, the Biden administration, people care more about their political affiliations than they do about their religious affiliations, almost, it seems. It's, it's very cult-like. And that's where it's hard for us as Canadians to really get a handle on that, because there are political allegiances here, but it never gets carried to the same extreme. Yeah. For instance, I live in rural America. I live out in the country. I travel every day an hour to work, which is just to get to the nearest town, basically. And rural Americans are very conservative. And so you can go from the town that I live in and talk to people and understand exactly where they're at on a political platform just in a 10-minute conversation. Then I can go to somewhere like Boise, the capital of Idaho, the biggest city in Idaho, and they're leaning a lot further to the left. It's no longer just a, a platform to vote off of. It's, it's a part of everyday culture for Americans. And it really is kind of like, you know, going back to the hip hop world. Historically, there's a lot of like gang relations in, in hip hop um, and in that, that whole culture. And really, it's no different in uh, the political culture in the United States. You got the red and the blue, and they are extremely devout to their systems and to their thoughts. And yeah, it's, it's very divisive. Like bionic men with robotic lives Pro 
ran for war and they're ready to fight They'll do their best to win your trust Show you the good side, butter you up Slipping some setups for great debate It's the best way to indoctrinate Fear you with cancer, fear you with lies Anything to get you to comply Fear you with cancer, fear you with lies Anything to get you to comply Party sides, their vision lines Hey, 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 hey Party sides, their vision lines Hey, 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 hey Party sides, their vision lines Hey, 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 hey Party sides, their vision lines Fall as a party, destroy our lives Hey, 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 Missionaries for war, missionaries for hate Equality, why they lie to your face? Black and white, we all serve the same. Slaves to the masterpieces of their game. They wanna lock you up, living in their cage. And when you point it out, it feels them with rage. Party sides, their vision lines. Hey, 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 hey. Party sides, their vision lines. Hey, 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 hey. Party sides, their vision lines. Hey, 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 hey. Party We take it down a tone and we'll make it something a little bit simpler. <laughs> I want to make this personal for a second. Donovan is a totally obsessed Jaguar car geek, and you're the snowboard fanatic. Do hobbies ever take precedence over the music? Um, at this point, like I said, the music is I don't want to say that it's a hobby because then that sounds like we don't take it seriously, but um. I've got lyrics that are always in my head, but I've got to, I've got to write things based on, um, emotions that I'm living in real life. So those days don't always come, you know, I've got a, I've got files full of songs that I can work on, but if I don't have the, the right mindset to write, then I'm going to go snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a big Jag fan that I own a Jag myself and, um, a collectible jag that is so yeah um yeah so i'm into to jags and into cars in general um does it take precedence over the music um i think it falls in the same category as my music if i've got to choose between music or my jag and my family i'm going to choose my family um same if i'm going to choose between the music and jesus hey i'm going to choose jesus way over the music I'm actually a very private individual, and um, from a humbling perspective, I don't put the music thing out there a lot. I don't punt it a lot, that side of me. But 
will always say that God comes first. Jesus is first and foremost. And um, for me in this project as well, Jesus is the head of this thing. And I don't want to step in front of Jesus. So for myself, music is a hobby. The band is a hobby. And it allows me the opportunity to use my own giftings to make songs. Yeah, it, it definitely takes second fiddle to my family and, and, and my faith. I'd like to get into something that Dispraise brought up on Slowly Dying. You sang, we are not of this world. The truth is that this life is nothing more than a pit stop on our journey into eternity. Now, I've taken that a little bit out of context, but I guess the question is, what should we be doing on this pit stop? Um, pretty much the thought behind that is that I believe that um, that Adam and Eve were created from the dirt. And from the beginning of time, mankind has, has had one purpose and one goal, and that was to glorify God. That was to love and worship and follow God. Through Jesus, we were told that there was one thing that we needed to do, and that was to spread the good news, spread the gospel. And so when I say that we're not of this world, um, that's kind of a thought that's based from the fact that this isn't really our home. Our, our home is with, with God. And so this is kind of just a uh, pit stop to show and lead and help people to find Jesus and to find salvation through him so that we can all, you know, spend eternity doing exactly what God created us to do, which was to worship and love and follow the creator. What's up, guys? This is Tom Mong from Dispraised, and you've got the antidote.
putrid and satanic, these people are sick Their minds have been twisted and they think they're okay Killing each other over frivolous things Raping their own and watching them bleed Selling their children to perverted old bureaucrats To molest and fondle to their heart's content In the trash cans there's babies, or at least there's some pieces Ripped from the womb, chopped up and dissected Like a cannibalistic ceremony Political cults have invaded the church Now you can't love God unless you voted the right way they raise them up as false idols, worshipping the image in which they portray. I will keep searching, seeking and praying. Sodom will fall again, this I do know. So there's no time to wait here as a remnant. I must move on, eyes straight ahead, into the unknown. actually debated whether I was going to air that song. Into Filth goes beyond my comfort level, but that is what Dispraise is all about, which is why I had Donovan and Tom speak with me about that. I hope you don't mind if I'm going to be really blunt with you. I mean, I love more what, but I also find it that it's pretty graphic. So here's a question for you. I really wonder if you had to give a film rating to the music of Dispraised, what would it be? <laughs> uh, it's funny because a lot of the uh, reviews that we've gotten back, um, guys are saying things like doesn't hold any punches and even it's offensive at times. And I just don't see it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I, I live in a different world <laughs> mentally or what, but um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, I'm going to expose myself here as a nerd, but I'm a big fan of professional wrestling. And okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a guy named Paul Heyman. He's always been a heel character. His, his purpose in the wrestling business is to be the bad guy. And in an interview once he said, the best way to play a heel is to tell the truth. That's kind of where I see moral rot. I don't really feel like it's graphic or, like I was going out of my way to be offensive or anything. I was just just speaking the truth from from my point of view, I guess. Mm-hmm. So as far as giving it a rating, um, I wouldn't say that it's G-rated, but I wouldn't say that it's R-rated by any means. So we'll so just say it's a PG-13? Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> well, you know, I think these days everybody wants to have some happy news. But there really doesn't seem to be any coming from Dispraised. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. There's a purpose for everybody, and there's a purpose for every every band and every group. There's a lot of really happy and and encouraging and and great stuff out there, and I'm not against that whatsoever. But there needs to be uh, some truth on the other side of things, too. I mean, if you just live in a a world full of... uh, butterflies and rainbows then you don't know how to accept and take on the the dark days you know and me personally i feel that we're living in in some very dark times i'm 33 years old and it may just be because i'm getting old but (laughs) i feel like uh these are some of the darker times that 
that I've lived in. Um, I know that I, I worry about the future of my kids. I worry about the future of my community. I worry about the future of the country of, of the world in general at this point. It's just, everything's like deteriorating at a rapid rate. It feels like so. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that it, it can be seen as, as dark because like I say, I'm, I'm just telling the truth through my eyes. So, um, I guess I'm playing the heel. <laughs> okay. If you don't mind being the heel. <laughs> well, Tom's lyrics are real. There's a realness to it. There's a, a sense of urgency to them as far as I'm concerned. And it's definitely a sort of pushing back at society's norms. And I think that's important. A lot of us have become relaxed. And it's great when, when people stand up and say, you know, I'm not going to sit back and just make it everything's fine and dandy and perfect and all of that. I'm going to tell it how it is. And um, Tom does it so good. So I stand 100% behind the lyrics that he sings. I really do. And it's just great to be part of that experience. I think we've all heard about America being described as the current day Babylon. But there it is in music form. That was Babylon's grip from Dispraised. Listeners to The Antidote know that we rarely have a guest that could be considered part of the CCM genre. Next week we find out why Justin Gambino does and doesn't really fit that label. As always, thanks for tuning in The Antidote each week through the Effect Radio Network, Trent Radio Peterborough, and the NRT Podcast Network. Now, I realize that Dispraised might not end up on everyone's favorite band list, but you have to agree that this band is what punk music is all about, and that's to deliver a message powerfully. I'm impressed that the band had the guts to record it. All of that ties into the final part of our talk and the song Stand Alone. I'll see you next time. Maybe I should get you to sum up Dispraised. What is it that you want to achieve as a band? Um, 
you know, I guess I don't really even have an answer for that. Um, I want to encourage and be a part of building the next generation of Christian punk rock. That would be cool because for me, I got saved and came to Jesus through Christian punk rock. And so I just want to leave a footprint of some sort and create a building block for somebody else to, to build off of. Well, for myself, the phrase, if I put it in short, is a band that doesn't mince its words, it's aggressive, it's raw, it's right on the cusp of reality, and um, talk about the truth uncensored, and discuss topics as we see it, and being relevant. So to what we want to achieve as a band, um, for myself, to have fun. That's one of the reasons why I got involved. I love making music. But also, you know, if, if this band has impact, I'm going to be very, very happy. A positive impact on the lives of other people. You know, if we see people come to Jesus and wiping out the muck in people's eyes, that's something that through Tom's lyrics can happen, you know, because he doesn't mince his words. He doesn't try and, and make it all flowery and pretty. He just says, hey, guys, he puts it out in this rawness. And I feel this rawness that really, really impacts lives. I hope that that's what the band will do, that it will have a positive impact on, on the lives of individuals who listen to the music. And it will see people's lives change in that. And people actually use their mind and actually think for themselves and be able to discern between what's evil and what is good and, and grasp onto the things of Jesus. Dispraised has been here for a talk about moral rot. I really appreciate it. It's not a problem. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.
someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. On the other hand, laziness creates poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? The craving of your laziness will be death because your hands refuse to work. 